team's performance of the season as the Rangers take down the New Jersey Devils 5-1 in Game 1 for a 1-0 series lead. We'll be talking on today's episode about what made the PK and the power play so effective for the Rangers. Also going to break down a fantastic performance by Igor Shosturkin, who looks every bit the part of last year's Vezina Trophy winner. Also going to talk about the importance of the Rangers' best players being their best players, and also shutting down the top players on the New Jersey Devils. All that and much, much more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 808 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off of your first purchase And you know what? This is why we do this. This is why we go through the regular season with the New York Rangers. It's why we keep coming back, you know, year after year after year and uh, enduring what can be something of a roller coaster experience, you know, cheering for this Ranger team and, you know, year in and year out, everything that happens. It seems like there's never a dull moment when you're a fan of the New York Rangers. But we're here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, We're watching them play one of their biggest rivals in the New Jersey Devils and the Rangers. Could have started the playoffs much better. You know, you go on the road here in New Jersey, you post a 5-1 to victory, a game in which pretty much everybody contributes, and I thought the Rangers played very well defensively, got a tremendous, uh, you know, effort from Igor Shosturkin, but I think we have to start today's episode by talking about the performance of the Rangers special teams units. I thought collectively, this is the best the Rangers have played uh, in any game, any single game, the entire season. Uh, collectively, the power play and the penalty kill combined, you know, what both units did, I thought it's the best performance that we've seen all season. They've played 83 games, 82 in the regular season, and of course this game here to start the playoffs, this is the best one yet. Think about it. The Rangers on the penalty kill held the Devils to 0 for 4 on their power play, and obviously the Devils have some talented players and guys that can score and make things happen out there, but the Rangers shut them down completely. It went beyond the simple 0 for 4, and we're going to talk about why in just a second. Um, it wasn't just that the Devils were 0 for 4. It was the fact that the Rangers uh, just, you know, slowed them down in every way possible. And like I said, we're going to break down the details of the Ranger penalty kills in just a second here. And then the Ranger power play goes 2 for 3 on the night. A couple of tip-in goals by Chris Kreider. And, you know, they actually could have been 3 for 3 because toward the end of the one power play, you had a tip-in goal by Alexi Lafreniere that was reviewed and rightfully overturned. But, wow, they could have been 7-for-7 combined on the two special teams units. Four kills and three power play goals in as many chances. Uh, Wasn't quite meant to be there, but regardless, phenomenal night for the uh, special teams units either way. But we got to start with the Ranger PK. Uh, You know, the power play goals, they're all well and good. The fact that the Rangers scored five goals in general in this game, that's all well and good too. But this Ranger penalty kill really swung this game in the favor of the Rangers because, again, the Devils 0-for-4. But what really stood out here is that the Rangers, in the first period, that is when the Devils got three of their four uh, power play opportunities. And obviously, if the Devils score on one of these chances, two of these chances, then maybe this game goes a completely different way. 
Devils get an early lead. Maybe they start feeding off of that home crowd. I mean, the Raiders played very, very well in this game. So uh, I have to think that even if the Devils, you know, say they would have scored on their first power play chance, I have to think the Rangers still would have gone on to win this game. Uh, but you never know. You never know how something like that can affect the game. But to kind of just break down everything that happened on these PKs, uh, for starters, Devils get their first power play just one minute and 15 seconds into the game. Vincent Trocek with a bad penalty behind the Devils net. Uh, trips his guy trying to get to the puck. And uh, I got a bone to pick with some of you because some of you were telling me not to worry about Vincent Trocek going into the playoffs. I love Trocek. I love his game. He's been one of my favorite uh, non-Rangers in the NHL, you know, before he obviously came to the Rangers. Um, but one issue that I had was that he just didn't seem to have the ability to not take bad penalties. You know, there, there's times where I don't know exactly what happens, but for one reason or another, uh, Vincent Trocek takes a foolish penalty. And, um, you know, that was the case here. But obviously the Rangers got the job done on the PK. Uh, they start with Mika, Kreider, Lindgren, and Fox. Uh, there's a stoppage. You go with Mott, Miller, Truba, and Goodrow. Uh, and the Rangers, you know, basically just shut them down. You had Barkley Goodrow with uh, an important clear in this power play. Devils had control of the puck for a good chunk of this, but the Rangers stayed cool, calm, and collected and really just give, didn't give them a whole lot of anything on this power play that they had here. And, uh, you know, Igor Shosturkin with a nice defensive play as well. The Devils were trying to pass out of the corner to the other side of the ice, and Igor stuck out his stick, deflected the puck, and it skipped off of his stick and went up over the glass and had a play for a stoppage. But just a great uh, penalty kill there by the Rangers and one that really kind of set the tone for what they were going to do on the PK for the remainder of the night. Devils get another power play in the second period. This time you've got uh, Adam Fox taking a penalty. Rangers start with Mika, Kreider, Lindgren, and Truba. And that was after the TV break, which kind of lets you know, you know, that's pretty telling that those are the four players that they went with because you get the TV timeout, everybody gets a chance to catch their breath, and those are the four uh, penalty killers that the Rangers went with. Uh, but you've got the Rangers getting a chance right off of the faceoff here. you got Mika Going in hard up the right side, the save was made. Uh, he had a big hit by Truba in the corner. Once the Devils got the puck back into the Rangers' zone, Devils were able to keep possession there. A uh, big hit by Ryan Lindgren as well. And again, the Devils, you know, they, on these first two power plays in particular, they did a decent job at least maintaining possession of the puck in the Rangers' zone. But the Ranger penalty killers, like I said, cool, calm, and collected the entire night, never got caught out of position. There was never really an instance where you felt like the Devils were about to score on the power play, or none that I can really recall. The Rangers shut them down as emphatically as you possibly can uh, while you're playing shorthanded. Uh, but then, you know, you've got Miller, Schneider, Mott, and Goodrow out there together. You've got a board battle in the final 30 seconds of the power play behind the Ranger night. Uh, Mott works it up the boards to Goodrow. Goodrow carries it into the offensive zone and grinds out the rest of the penalty kill. Devils are trying to get the puck away from him, and he basically just, you know, pinned it to the boards behind the Devils' net there, and the power play ran out. But when you just look at everything that the Ranger did, the Rangers did, excuse me, on the penalty kill here, I mean, they're standing up guys at the blue line. They almost looked like they were playing a little bit of a trap uh, at times on the power play. You know, the Ranger penalty killers, they weren't over-pursuing the Devils. Uh, when they were shorthanded, they were just waiting there at the blue line for the Devils to try to get by them. And in a lot of instances, they couldn't. The Devils aren't really looking to you know, chip and chase. They're looking to carry the puck over the blue line. They've got great team speed. They want to go in on the rush. Uh, but the Rangers thwarted their attempts to do so on multiple occasions. You know, There were some instances where the Rangers wouldn't let them gain the blue line uh, at least once or twice. The Devils... You know, they, they gained the blue line, but by then, you know, one of the other uh, forwards had gone over the blue line. It resulted in an offside. There were instances where the Devils gained the blue line, but the Rangers stole it away uh, just as quickly. Uh, the Rangers, as I mentioned, talking about these first two PKs here, 
Uh, they, at times, just kept the puck pinned against the boards, which uh, that works too. You know, don't do anything foolish with the puck. Certainly don't pass to the center of the ice while you're shorthanded in your own zone. Keep the puck along the boards. Keep everything uh, nice and safe, and that's what the Rangers did. There was even an instance in this game where the Rangers were playing keep away. I, I want to say it was either uh, the last power play that the Devils had or the second to last power play that the Devils had. But yeah, the Rangers had the puck, and they just wouldn't give it back to them. You know, they, they had the puck in the Devils' zone. They passed back to a defenseman. One defenseman over to the other defenseman. The Devils are chasing the puck around while they're on the power play. And the Rangers uh, playing a good old-fashioned game of keep away there and obviously doing so very effectively. Uh, but to continue uh, going here, excuse me, on the Devil power plays, we got to talk about uh, the, the final two here. So the Devils get a power play with 120 left in the first period. Uh, Schneider got Meyer with a high stick. Rangers go Kreider, Lindgren, Fox, and Mika. And once again, the puck was pinned to the boards after the faceoff. He got Chris Kreider skating the puck out of the zone. Uh, you know, this is interesting, too. Jack Hughes, when Kreider skated this puck out of the zone and gained the Devils' blue line, Jack Hughes put a hit on Chris Kreider and clean hit and everything. Nothing wrong with it. Um, it was like an average hit. It wasn't bad, but, uh, for one reason or another, the Devils fans went nuts after this. You would have thought it was, uh, the Truba hit on Nazem Kadri from earlier this season. And I'm not going to really fault them because, hey, it's the playoffs. They're looking for something to get excited about. And, you know, the guy that's probably their best player just delivered, you know, a, a solid hit, a decent hit. But it was just weird how loud the crowd got after that. They were acting like it was, you know, hit of the year. I mean, to me, it just looked like a very typical, very average hit. But, you know, I also understand it is the playoffs and you're trying to get yourselves going a little bit. Um, but, yeah, my reaction to that was like, okay, it was a decent hit, I guess. Uh, but regardless... Didn't help their power play all that much because uh, they tried to bring the puck back in. Goudreau stole the puck during the zone entry, skated away with it, uh, took a shot that was saved, and went up into the netting. Uh, and then, you know, you've got uh, the power play carrying over into the second period, and the Rangers uh, took care of that as well. And then the final power play for the Devils, uh, Mott took a penalty for taking a face-off, playing the puck with his hand, which he can't do. Mott's not really all that used to taking face-offs. Uh, but the Rangers get an immediate clear. And again, they were just stacking their guys on the blue line. Um, it hasn't been this apparent to me, uh, the Rangers doing this in the regular season. I think they're looking for a way to kind of counteract the devil's speed. Just wait for them to come in. You know, you you have, you're, you're down shorthanded a little bit. Uh, don't go puck chasing and, and trying to chase them into the neutral zone. Dare them to try to, you know, beat you on the rush by just going right by you. And, and the Devils, like I said, they were not able to do that in this game. And once again, you're not really expecting the Devils to be like a dump and chase kind of a team. And I think the Rangers understood that. So they were content to just stand there and dare the Devils to try to get by them, you know, stacking up their players on the blue line a little bit. And like I said, they did that very effectively in this game. But I mean, Goodrow, another block shot for him on this penalty kill. Uh, VZ had a steal at the blue line, just up and down the board, man. You know, the, these Ranger penalty killers doing just an awesome job. And this is what I talked about a second ago as well. You also had an instance where Devils were trying to gain the blue line. Truba... I mean, we know he's going to clean your clock if he gets the chance. And he forced uh, the devil that had the puck to kind of go east-west. And so instead of, and I didn't catch which devil it was, but instead of him just going straight over the blue line, he tried to veer to his right a little bit. And in so doing, uh, it delayed him gaining the zone. And by that point, a couple of the devil's forwards had gone offside. And indeed, this play was blown dead due to an offside. Just from Jacob Truba, you know, stepping up there and getting in somebody's face. And uh, again, just daring him to try to escape by him. A, a great job by Truba on that play. And just a fantastic job by the Ranger penalty kill the entire night. We're going to keep everything rolling. I want to talk a little bit about how uh, the Ranger best players 
were their best players in this game. And that's something that we didn't always see from the Rangers against the Devils in the four regular season games this season. So we're going to talk about that and a whole bunch of other stuff in just a second here. But first, we got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have. Forget planning months in advance because Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with game, game time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. All right, keep everything rolling here. Give some props to, uh, you know, the Ranger top players coming up big, coming uh, ready to play in this game. Obviously, the... uh, playoff opener and you know going into the playoffs you need your best players to be your best players and we try to stay away from you know those those hockey cliches that here time and time again I do my best to avoid cliches as much as possible on this podcast but it's true I mean if you're gonna go through four rounds of the Stanley Cup playoffs and knock off you know one good team after the next and of course the Rangers have a long way to go here it is just one win we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but your best players have to be your best players you might be able to get away with you know one Maybe two players that, you know, are in your top six or in your top four. Maybe if like one of them is off his game just a little bit and just doesn't have it, you might be able to get away with that, you know, at least for a round or two. Um, but for the most part, yeah, you got to have your best players playing at the top of their abilities. And uh, the Rangers certainly got that in this game. You got to start with Adam Fox. Uh, four assists. He assisted on all of the final four New York Ranger goals that were scored in this game. We know about the natural hat trick. That's when somebody scores three consecutive goals. Uh, give Adam Fox with the uh, natural assist trick here because he had, or did he? Uh, yeah, because he uh, he assisted on the Rangers' second goal, third goal, and fourth goal, and that made it four to nothing. So on three consecutive goals, Adam Fox notched an assist. So uh, give Adam Fox a natural assist trick in this one. Uh, Adam Fox, he had a hit in this game that was pretty impressive as well. He came right to play. Artemi Panarin. Panarin, I'm going to discuss him in great detail for the everydayers, for the people that catch Locked On New York Rangers every day. I'm going to discuss Artemi Panarin in greater detail in tomorrow's episode. Uh, But for right now, uh, you know, two assists in this game. He assisted on the first two goals that helped the Rangers build an early lead. But Panarin was awesome in this game. It goes beyond the two points. Uh, He looked like he was ready for prime time after, you know, a little bit of a shaky, uneven performance in last year's playoffs. Uh, Again, you know, I always go back to the fact that even Artemi Panarin at his worst ends up with 16 points in 20 games, as well as a Game 7 overtime winner. Uh, But be that as it may, Panarin was not at his best last year in the playoffs, but he looked awesome in this game. And once again, it does go beyond the two assists, and we're going to talk about that in greater detail uh, in tomorrow's episode. But for right now, running through, uh, you know, the Rangers' best players being their best players, Chris Kreider comes up with two goals. 
These two goals that he scored both on the power play were basically carbon copies of each other. You had Adam Fox uh, from the blue line or just inside the blue line playing the puck at the net. And, you know, you're watching this live and you think that Adam Fox is about to shoot and it kind of seems like he did shoot. But Adam Fox is not aiming for the net on either one of these plays. Adam Fox was aiming for Chris Kreider, looking to set him up with the deflection. And Kreider, you know, we know about last year he had the 52 goals. I know this year, I don't remember his exact total uh, that he ended up with this year, um, but at least not off the top of my head. But yeah, last year, just on fire with those deflections, those redirections. He did it better than anyone in the NHL. This year, still very good with it, um, but was not quite as automatic on those redirections as he was last year. Chris Kreider, this looked like it was child's play for him. You know, he just put his stick around the puck, got it into the net. Uh, could not do it much better than this. I would say, especially the first redirection goal that he had in this game, maybe the best that he's had all season. I mean, just perfect positioning and uh, roofing the puck, just a completely unstoppable redirection by Chris Kreider there. And uh, if we can get Chris Kreider going with those redirections, uh, it's going to be very, very good for the New York Rangers. We know about that in the playoffs also, where you're not going to get a ton of pretty highlight real goals. I mean, they'll happen from time to time, but you know, if you're going to go through four rounds of the playoffs— and again, first things first, they got to get by this Devils team. But if you're going to do any of those things, uh, then you're going to have to get a couple of dirty goals and uh, a couple of redirection goals, a couple of goals as a result of screening the goalie. And uh, that's areas where Chris Kreider can definitely help. And uh, props to Kreider for coming up huge for this team. Obviously, the longest tenured New York Ranger, two goals to get the Rangers uh, started on the right foot here in the playoffs. We've also got uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, one of the big gets for the Rangers near the trade deadline. He got the scoring going in the first period. Just a thing of beauty here. Rangers get the puck over the blue line. Tarasenko had ju just jumped onto the ice off of the bench. Uh, the Rangers had to get on side on this play, which they were able to do. Tarasenko had two guys all over him, but he stayed with it. Uh, Panarin picked up the puck. You know, because because eventually, I, I think what happened was they knocked Tarasenko off the puck, or Tarasenko might have just gotten a short pass away to Artemi Panarin. But either way, Panarin comes away with it after, you know, Tarasenko bought the Rangers some time there by shielding the puck for as long as he could. You've got Artemi Panarin moving to his left. Short pass to Keandre Miller. Miller back over to Tarasenko. Uh, Tarasenko receives the pass moving to his left into the slot area and uh, lets a wrist shot fly. Scores the 42nd goal of his uh, Stanley Cup playoff career, obviously his first with the New York Rangers. But the Rangers at this point up one to nothing, about five minutes into the game. And as we all know, they were on top for good at that point. And uh, just great stuff by Vladimir Tarasenko, somebody that the Rangers brought over to help them in moments like this, to get them rolling uh, in game one of a Stanley Cup playoff series. Great stuff from Tarasenko. Philip Hedl. And uh, yes, I am going to include Philip Hedl in this category where we talk about some of the best and most reliable players on the New York Rangers. He had a big-time breakout season for the Rangers. Uh, he was money in the playoffs last year. I expect more of the same this year as well, and he comes up big uh, with a goal and an assist in this game. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I put Philip Heal in that category. Now, look, is he quite on the level as Amika Zibanejad or an Artemi Panarin? Probably not, but Philip Heal can play a huge role for this team and have a big say in how far the Rangers go in the playoffs this year. You know, this this was truly his breakout season. Got the four-year extension, which is great, um, but obviously a very nice night for Philip Heedle to start off the playoffs as well. 
Uh, Igor Shesterkin, when we talk about the Rangers' best players being the best players, uh, 27 saves on 28 shots. The only goal he allowed was on a penalty shot. And we're going to talk about uh, Igor in greater detail in a little bit here as well. Um, but yeah, once again, cliche or not, your best players have to be your best players in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that's what the Rangers uh, got from their their top guys, their top guns here uh, in at least game one. And you hope for more of the same as this series progresses. Uh, on the flip side of that, Rangers obviously did a nice job against the Devils' top players. And okay, you look at the final score, 5-1. to one, I realize I'm kind of stating the obvious there because if the Devils only scored one goal, then obviously, you know, it would suggest that their top players didn't really do a whole lot. But yeah, I mean, look at the, the stat sheet for some of these uh, Devil, you know, star players. Uh, Hughes got off to a slow start in this game. I thought the Rangers were excellent defending against him. Uh, there was a play where Mika stole the puck while the Rangers are shorthanded. You also had Panarin backchecking and stealing the puck away or at least knocking it away from Jack Hughes. Uh, I think Lafreniere made a nice play on the back check. I think it was against Hughes. I'm not 100% on that. Um, regardless, a nice play by by Lafreniere there. Uh, and Mikola with a great sliding play during a devil rush, one of the few times the Devils really got loose and really had a dangerous-looking rush into the Rangers zone. Uh, Mikola got back, went into a slide, and basically just smothered the puck and uh, you know prevented a scoring chance uh, by Jack Hughes there. So, you know, Hughes, obviously, he eventually got the penalty shot goal. He was awarded with a penalty shot uh, late in this game. But for the most part, Rangers did a really nice job against him. Uh, Hughes ended up a minus one in this game, only three shots on goal, uh, five giveaways. Jack Hughes charged with five giveaways in this game. We just covered at least a, a handful of them there. Uh, but a great job by the Rangers against Jack Hughes. Going to be very, very difficult to completely shut him down. He is one of the best young players in hockey. But the Rangers have to do a better job containing him than they did in the regular season, and really ever since Jack Hughes came into this league. He's been something of a Ranger killer, 14 points in 15 career games against the Rangers going into this game here tonight. And yes, he got the penalty shot goal, uh, but that was sort of in garbage time. And uh, the Rangers just did a nice job slowing him down. He looked dangerous here and there, but the Rangers never allowed him to take control of this game the way he has uh, against the Rangers at times in the past. You've also got Nico Heischer, you know, again, one of the rain, or one of the Devils' top players. Uh, he had five shots on goal, but he was also a minus three uh, to just run through the rest of them here. Timo Meyer, only three shots on goal. And, you know, three shots on goal isn't like a tremendously low amount, but Timo Meyer, I mean, that guy shoots the puck. And the fact that he only had three shots on goal and uh, was a minus one, Rainers obviously did a nice job against him. And Jesper Bratt, uh, even plus minus, but no shots on goal. You know, Bratt's a really good player and uh, somebody that's a great skater. He's got moves on moves out there, but the Rangers shut him down. And of all the players I just mentioned on the Devils, uh, I would say he stood out about as little as any of them. And uh, that's obviously uh, the result of the Rangers defending very well. And once again, taking care of business against the Devils' top players. We're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. We got to get to uh, Igor Shesterkin. You know, I've barely talked about him, but obviously he was at the top of his game as he was down the stretch in the regular season this year. Once again, uh, stopping 27 of 28 shots. So we're going to talk about Igor Shesterkin and a couple of other things. You know, quick look ahead to game two, I suppose. We'll do that. And uh, yeah, we will do all that good stuff in just a second. Okay, Igor Shesterkin looking every bit like the uh, Vesna winning goalie that he is. Obviously, you know, once again, 27 saves on 28 shots. And uh, the only goal that he allowed essentially didn't happen during the actual game. It was one-on-one, -on -one, the penalty shot goal for Jack Hughes. Uh, but still an outstanding game by Igor Shesterkin. And, uh, you know, some saves early in this game. 
sort of early in this game. You know, the Rangers defended very well, and it, it took the Devils a while to, you know, really start piling up the shots on goal. The Devils actually ended up out shooting the Rangers 28-23 to in this game. But Igor, the first time he was tested in this game was when the Rangers were up 2 to nothing. He made an outstanding sliding save to his right. Didn't really seem to know where the puck was. You know, he was kind of reaching behind himself to, to find it, but uh, kept the puck out and fought it off and uh, got the job done there. Then in the second period, Igor with a big save on Tatar. Uh, Tatar got the puck in the middle of the ice. Igor came way up in his crease, way out of his crease, really, to make the save. Now, it did help here that Tatar essentially shot the puck right into the stomach of Igor Shesterkin, but regardless, a nice aggressive play by Igor Shesterkin, obviously playing with a lot of confidence recently, coming way out of his crease uh, to meet the shot and stop it and keep the Devils off the uh, scoreboard for the time being. Then uh, Jack Hughes, he weaves around everybody, gets to the net. Igor Shesterkin makes a great point-blank save there. Uh, Braden Schneider had the puck stolen away from him to kind of set this thing up, but Igor picks up his guy with, once again, a save on a partial breakaway by Jack Hughes. Then, in the also in the second period, uh, Igor, this wasn't a save, but just a great pass by Igor Shesterkin. He almost sprang Chris Kreider on a breakaway while the Rangers were on the power play. Just a, a tremendous pass right up the center of the ice, leading Kreider into the offensive zone. Uh, Kreider almost got behind the defense. They eventually made a nice play and it knocked the puck into the corner, but a fantastic pass there by Igor Shesterkin. I mean, that would have been something if, if Igor put up a performance like this and also... Um, you know, got an assist, got in the score sheet. And it's funny because when the Devils cut it down to 4-1, they actually pulled their goalie in the last two minutes. And you could hear some Igor chants from the Ranger fans that were there, uh, you know, possibly anticipating an empty net goal for Igor. It didn't happen, but whatever, you know, we'll, we'll take the game one win on the road here. Uh, and then where were we as far as the uh, awesome Igor saves here? So third period, Rangers are up 3-0. This, I would say, was probably his best save of the night. You have uh, Palat receiving a pass with his back to the net. He turns into the slot and lets it fly, you know, as he's turning all in one motion. And Igor just snags the puck out of the air. Brilliant glove save right on the doorstep. Kept the Rangers up 3-0 at that point in the game. You know, going into the playoffs on my show and also during, uh, you know, our crossover episode with Trey Matthews from Locked on Devils. And also uh, the appearance that I had on Locked on NHL. There's a stat that I've been citing as it pertains to Igor Shosturkin. And that's that down the stretch in the regular season. Igor, in his last 10 games, in eight of them, he held the opposition to two goals or less. He did not allow more than three goals in any of those games, and he had two shutouts. Well, now uh, you can boost that up to nine out of the last 11 games that Igor has played. He has held the opposition to two goals or less. I mean, that is, you know, Vesna Trophy winning goaltender stuff right there. And Igor Shosturkin, once again, playing at the uh, highest level that he has for pretty much the entire season and you could throw another uh another shutout or no he didn't get the shutout but he, he came very close to getting the shutout uh obviously did not allow the devils to score any goals you know during real actual hockey it was only the penalty the penalty shot goal that they were able to score on but it's funny the other thing that kind of stood out for me uh in this game as far as Igor is concerned early in this game you had devils fans doing the mocking Igor chants. Obviously, we heard that quite a bit when the Rangers were in Pittsburgh last year, particularly in the playoffs. But as the game progressed and the Rangers started building their lead, those mocking Igor chants turned into uh, the Ranger fans chanting for Igor. You know, obviously chanting for him in a, in a positive way. And uh, final few minutes of this game, loud Igor chants. Great way to uh, end game one on the road with, with Ranger fans basically taking over and uh, chanting the, the name of their goalie. I said, you know, we were looking at X-Factors about a week ago on Lockdown Rangers. I said I wanted home ice advantage 
for the Rangers on the road. And, and I don't think the Ranger fans outnumbered Devils fans in the Prudential Center last night, but I will say this. I will almost guarantee that there were more Ranger fans in the Prudential Center for this game, and probably same thing for Game 2, then there will be Devils fans in Madison Square Garden for Games 3 and 4. And it's great that the Rangers can get that kind of support. Uh, obviously, in MSG, we know the Garden's always going to be rocking, especially in the playoffs. Um, but to be able to get that kind of fan support, even when they go on the road in the playoffs, uh, that's obviously a very cool thing as well. And I figure we can uh, wrap up today's episode by talking about the Ryan Lindgren goal. You guys didn't really think for a second that I thought that I forgot, excuse me, uh, about this goal, this beautiful highlight reel goal scored by the heart and soul of the New York Rangers, the Stephen McDonald Extra Effort Award winner, and the Players Player Award winner, Ryan Lindgren. You guys didn't think I forgot about that, did I? So this was late in the second period, and the Rangers were up 2-0, and it happened right after the Alexi Lafreniere goal was disallowed. And, um, you know, as I mentioned before, it bears repeating here. Had that goal counted, again, the Rangers would have been 3-for-3 three three on the power play while the Devils went 0-for-4 on the power play, and the special teams units, once again, would have been 7-for-7 seven seven combined uh, on the night. But regardless, the goal was disallowed, and it couldn't have been much more than like a minute after that where Ryan Lindgren gives the Rangers a 3-0 lead just basically on a drive to the net. He scored with three, three minutes remaining in the second period. You know, Adam Fox had the puck, was going toward the net, had a couple of guys converging on him because obviously you got to pay attention to Adam Fox out there if you're on the opposing team. And uh, Fox with a nice pass to Ryan Lindgren. And Lindgren's got the puck, you know, moving up the left side, kind of a sharp angle, but he goes to the net and roofs it. I mean, it, it looked like it hit like the post, the crossbar, maybe the other post. It honestly looked like it hit all three posts. I, I don't think it actually did. But, you know, watching one of the replays, it looked like it was kind of rattling off the iron quite a bit. It almost looked like that scene from the Mighty Ducks. I think it's the Mighty Ducks 2, where it's Gordon Bombay against the Iceland coach, and uh, Bombay, they, they play that one-on-one -on -one game where you have to hit all three posts, and I think, like, Bombay hit all three posts at one time or something, but, uh, yeah, regardless, a beautiful goal uh, by Ryan Lindgren there. That gave the Rangers a 3-0 lead. Uh, the kids were mobbing him. The kid line was on the ice at the time. They were loving it. Uh, you could tell that Ryan Lindgren is just so well-respected and so beloved in that Ranger locker room, and obviously very nice to see him get a goal here. He only had one goal in the regular season, and it was an empty netter. And uh, great to see him coming up with a, a big moment in the playoffs here. Ryan Lindgren is built for playoff hockey. And, uh, hey, I mean, if he, if he can contribute offensively now as well, uh, that's just gravy. So, yeah, awesome stuff by Ryan Lindgren there. And uh, just an awesome performance by the New York Rangers. Now, I will say, uh, I think Ranger fans, we all need to stay humble here. I think the Ranger players need to stay humble and stay hungry. Uh, there's a lot of twists and turns in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We all know that. Rangers are playing a, an excellent New Jersey Devils team. The Rangers are an excellent team themselves, and we got a long way to go here. But I think as far as, you know, game one performance on the road, you can't ask for a whole lot better than this. But I will say this as well. In the next episode, I do think if, if you look really close, you could actually identify a couple of things that maybe the Rangers could do a little bit better than they did in this game. And I'm not taking anything away from them because it was a great performance, but um, we'll talk about some of that in the next episode. We'll also talk about a couple of the unsung heroes from Game 3, and I'm sure we'll look at, or yeah, Game 3. We'll talk about a handful of the unsung heroes from Game 1. We'll look ahead to Game 2, and uh, yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff as well on the next episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Uh, definitely looking forward to that, and uh, thank you guys, as always, for sticking with Locked On New York Rangers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, we had a blast, obviously, you know, going through the regular season together and now it's playoff time it's the best time of the year 
And uh, we just got to hope that the Rangers can continue to play the way they did here. If they play this kind of hockey, um, you know, in game two and hopefully beyond, then uh, it's going to be a good result for the Rangers in this series. Um, obviously easier said than done. And once again, you got to stay humble and, and you got to respect your opponent here if you're a fan of this New York Ranger team. Um, but yeah, so far so good. Like I said, uh, game one, the Rangers pass with flying colors. That will do it for today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers, though. Uh, but if you guys would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.